0: Welcome to the Guts to Share Deeply podcast. I'm your host, Krissa, and I'm your host, Brittany.
1: Do you have the guts to share deeply? We do. All right, so we're just continuing the conversation, part two, uh, talking about growing up isolated and growing up unschooled. So in this episode, we really want to focus in on growing up unschooled. Mm-hmm. Um, And we used to have to be conditioned to lie and say we were homeschooled. Um, And for years, even telling people the truth that, like, we weren't doing school, um, I would still say I was homeschooled. And I really would say in the last, like, year or two, I really corrected myself. And I call it what it is. Unschooled. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm like, we were unschooled. (laughs) Unschooled, unschooled, unschooled. Um, and is I our,
0: our new, new, new term.
1: Yes. And I know there has been a couple times, even like our siblings have maybe introduced it as homeschooled and right in the middle, I'll lean over and be like, well, unschooled and they're like, oh yeah, unschooled, you know, because we're all still so conditioned. I think just like, oh, we're homeschooled nah. Mm-hmm. Um, so on this episode, we do really want to focus in on growing up unschooled. So I wanted to say that, you know, overall, like when, we well really only a couple of our siblings were pulled out of school and I never went to public school some of our other siblings never went to public school but when we became homeschooled or were supposed to be there were times over the years um that like our parent that was in charge and was supposed cuz like our dad ran his own business and supported the whole family financially and our other parent and everything so He owns his own business, and he would be working very long hours, sometimes six, seven days a week, Um, especially, you know, in the end season, of course, Um, but really year-round. So, it was our other parents' responsibility to be homeschooling us, Mm -hmm. and I remember even the first couple years, like, our dad would come home and ask, like, our other parent or even us, like you know, so what'd you all do today? Did you all do schooling? Did you all do, you know, your workbooks or whatever, you know, we were supposed to? I remember we were even made to lie to him. Like our own father, who was also a part of this isolation and the whole household. Like we were being made to lie to him. And I remember a couple times if we like did tell him, like, no, we didn't do anything today. The biggest fight, you know, you would think the house caught fire. It was like, then we were being yelled at you know why would you say that to him you know and then um like the other parent if um our dad would like approach our other parent like why did you not do school with them or why have you not been doing like they told me you haven't been or if he asked this other parent they would even lie to him and be like oh yeah yeah we we did stuff today and it's like what we do but stare at the wall on youtube <laughs> really?
0: yeah.
1: i don't think uh um so it was like Yeah, there was that dynamic for a long time there. We felt like we couldn't even tell our dad because we knew if we did, it would cause an argument between our parents. And Mm -hmm. we also didn't really want that because that was becoming more and more anyway. And it was like, we also just like didn't want that. So it was like to try to keep the peace even between them. It was like, just say you did something. Um, But like, I could not really keep, (laughs) I can't keep, You know, I can't lie really anyway. But I could not really lie to my dad for long. So it was like um, eventually I, I would kind of be honest with him. But, yeah, you definitely have to be prepared if you're going to be honest with him. Like a fight's probably going to break out then, like an argument um, between our parents. Because the mm-hmm. one parent would try to lie and then would call us liars. I remember our one parent would go as far to be like, what? She didn't say that. She's she's lying. She didn't say that. She didn't this or that. And we're like sitting there and we're like, What? Like, there's no way you're trying to paint that out to be right now. So that created a lot of issues. And as, like, a child that's so mentally abusive. And it was just, like, our heads are spinning constantly. So there was that dynamic um, when it came to the schooling. Um, And also, this parent would, like, I remember when it came to be, like, the school year. Let's say it's, like, the end of August. You know, real people are getting ready to go into public school. Um, This parent would be, like, like, go to Walmart, let's say, and, like, buy a bunch of school supplies and workbooks and be like, all right, we're going to start a new routine. That was, like, their thing. Yeah. We're going to start it. We're going to start it. We're going to start Monday. We're going to get in a routine. We're going to be doing school every day, every day, every day. We might have done a half a day. And that was it. Like.
0: It was always pretty much a half, half day.
1: Never stuck. Yeah, never yeah. stuck. They would promise a bunch of things. Never, ever, ever stuck. Like, and then it just became not at all. I mean, they weren't even trying anymore. And I mean, I did not know how to read, right? I learned how to read and spell, type from getting a Facebook at eight years old. And having, like, my friend down the street help teach me how to write. Because we were trying to chat and communicate over like message or text or something Mm -hmm. or email, I literally learned how to read and write myself going on the internet and like teach myself and getting help from you girls if you knew how to spell certain words or read them. I like that's literally how I learned. Um, and even you girls, I think, because you all were still so young, even though you got some public school
0: oh well i mean i definitely learned how to read and write in school Mm -hmm. it was just more of the math part yeah oh yeah like the math and what you learn from sixth grade and up
1: yeah so like i would rely on like you a lot i remember i would ask you a lot like to come over to be like can you come read what my friend said to me can you come tell me and like it was so annoying but i would like have to ask because i didn't know it all um So yeah, there was, like, that's literally how I learned. Um, So there was that, and then I don't know if you want to talk more about your own experience um, going from being in public school to out of public school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a transition. Um, When I was in school, it was just what I did. Um, You know, you, you, you. You grow up and you go to school and you're doing all of this stuff and then being pulled out and doing it less and less. Obviously, you know, when you're a kid, you think, oh, great, I don't have to do much anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's how I looked at it. I was just more like, oh, cool. Like I'm like, I don't have to do it, which because I thought I guess I didn't have to do much anymore or Mm -hmm. maybe being homeschooled you don't do as much as you would in like actual school Mm -hmm. um so yeah but I definitely um can see all that I've missed learning yes oh it's affected us now as adults it does tremendously
1: I mean really later teens and adult years once we realized We didn't get an education. We weren't receiving one. We didn't know things that we should know, even really how to, like, for me, how to read or write, um, like, so many things. Um, It became really difficult, especially going into being adults, because when we did finally kind of break out and, like, even getting our first job and things like that, you know, first of all, the lack of socialization was terrible. You know, it created so much social anxiety that we still have today. We still struggle with Mm -hmm. tremendously. Um, And definitely gave us so much insecurity. I mean, you think you're dumb. Like, you just, you're like, you always feel behind. Always feel like you don't know enough. Or things other people know because like we didn't get an education. We didn't go to school. We've had to self teach or learn or help each other or learn from YouTube. Exactly. Or now being out in the world or around people like we're still learning. I still don't know how to read or write a lot of words or names or certain things. Like I never learned how to sound them out <laughs> or things like that. So I still like struggle a lot with that. Um whether certain people would think so or not, because, yes, I can read them right. But I struggle a lot um, with certain words and things like that still.
0: Well, there's there's even words that I can't um, maybe spell. Yeah. Or certain ones that – or there's certain words that I can't even, like, pronounce because I'm not sure how it's said. Yes. And then, it,
1: you know, and a lot of people would be like, well, didn't you have, like, a homeschool monitor? And we sure did. But they never came to our house. They never tested any of us kids. They never did any of that. They would meet with our parent. I think it was supposed to be twice a year. And not only would our parent put off that meeting as much as possible, but none of us ever went to those meetings. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But when the parent would go, like the night before, our parent would make us print out documents off google and stuff and like fill them in reading the answers off. like we didn't even know we were filling it but fill it in and our parent would take that into the homeschool monitor and be like this is what we've been doing this is this is an example and then I guess the homeschool monitor was like okay next you know signed off or whatever and just was kind of gave and like I know also our one parent like they're very good at talking and Talking people in circles, so it's like they'll make you believe anything. And our parent would sit there and definitely hype up, like, "Oh, and I've got this program, got that program, and I'm gonna have them do this and do that this year." And da 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 da, like kind of talk it all up. And none of that was happening at home, and really just lie. Um, so I don't like fault the monitor for not knowing if they're being lied to, obviously. You know, they're also trusting the parent and just believing them. But it's really a shame they don't go to people's houses. They don't meet the kids ever. They don't check in on the kids. There really should be, like, testing, I would say, mm-hmm. once a year um, with any kids that are homeschooled. And if a homeschool monitor is supposed to be monitoring the family and the kids' education and making sure and ensuring that the parents are doing what they're supposed to and the kids are receiving the correct education – at the level and, and everything that they're supposed to. Um, because none of that happened for us. And a lot of times it just felt like we were just slipping through the cracks. I mean, seven of us. And that's not even a number to play with. This is even just one you're talking about. And um, so as the years went on, yeah, we were like, our parent would print out things, fill them in, like totally straight up lie. Or make us do it or whatever. But like that was not even, ha- we were not really doing that work at home at all. Yeah. Um so there was like that aspect but it was in 2019. I guess a few months prior to that or maybe around that time me and you and our other sibling did do a GD program that our church um someone at our church had gotten us into and really pushed for us to go to and everything and, and let us know about. So it was close to where we lived at this point I could drive. Um so we went to this GD program, and the GD—I mean, first of all, we didn't even know what a GD was.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know what what that like no. what what that was. Not no, really. Till no church. one has even told me. Um, no. Like our
1: breakout was like work and going to church. So it was like we also started to not really have all the time in the world as becoming adults to just like do school, do school, do school, and catch up on all these years we missed. Right. I know for me, like, finding out about it was through people at church. Um, like, well, do you have your GEDs? Are you getting your GED? I'm like, what's that? And they're like, well, typically, you know, if you're homeschooled or you're not graduating or whatever, um, you know, you can get a GED, basically the equivalent of a diploma. And... So, yeah, so they, like, introduced us to the classes, gave us all that information at that time. So, you know, then we knew about it. We knew we needed to get this. It was getting really difficult to have any jobs. We knew we couldn't go to college. We can't be a part of any type of program, cert- certification program, anything through college. Like, we had to have a GED and even had to have a GED for most jobs above fast food. Yeah. And that became so difficult as adults. Um so yeah. So then we got introduced this program. We went there for a time. It was around three months long. Um, it was a free program. You went a couple evenings out of the week and just tried to learn. And, and so that you could go take these GD tests and, and pass and hopefully get a GD. Well, the first big thing we really picked up on at this class was, and they even said when they started out the class, like, they're like, so did the majority of you like, what's your story? And, and like, 99% of the people there were like well we went up to high school and then dropped out or we went up to this point and then dropped out and so now we're gonna get our GEDs." so it was almost like they're just needing to be refreshed needing to just play a little catch-up we're sitting there like we did not learn nothing and especially for me never going to school at all but it had also been so long you all were way too young to even really remember it was like we didn't even know the basics of nothing like it was stuff- dude i didn't go to preschool
0: i mean they were teaching <laughs> you know? things that you would learn like um in in middle school and and high school as well but when you do yeah. not have the the foundation the basics the basics you're not going to understand you yeah. know or yeah. even like is it even possible to learn without the basics it <laughs> was a big struggle for us to try to
1: start learning um and it was like we realized at that time i think how much we don't know and it was hard like we tried to convey that we were honest with the teacher and everything we tried to like convey that as much as possible but they're also not gonna kind of curate a, a, the program or the class based off <laughs> the fact we weren't in school or taught you know yeah. they had their program they had their curriculum or or however it went and they were kind of – and, like, it's still hard, people. Like, it is really hard to explain to people. Um, and really for them to believe that, like, we were not taught nothing. We did not do school. We yeah. didn't get an education. Like, it was so hard for them to even, like, grasp that, I think. Um, so it's like they didn't really know how to help us too much. And they did have their program. They didn't – you know, yes, they were a big help, but it was like – the program definitely is geared towards, towards people that, that had dropped out and just needed some catch up. Not like, can we start at kindergarten, please?
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: definitely wasn't that. Um, so yeah, we realized how difficult it was and this is going to be a long journey to like learning all this and passing all four subjects. Um, and the subjects cost money. I mean, you can't just go play around and take a subject each week. You can only take it at least for us in our state, I don't know if it's different anywhere else. You can only take each subject of the GD three times a year. And it costs, I think around 30 some dollars per subject per test each time. Um, that can be very expensive. Um, so it was like, you know, we also want to go and take it if we're absolutely ready. But at that time, that's where, you know, we had been kind of fighting, breaking out this point. I mean, we were, we're really, really trying hard. And I would really started thinking about our younger siblings. And I'm like, they cannot be in this situation. They cannot be in their 20s, be adults, no socialization, no friends, no education at all. Like, this is going to ruin their lives. I mean, we were really, really, really struggling so bad mm-hmm. because of it. And lack of any job opportunity, no opportunity to go to college, like, because of no education.
0: We were very l- limited. Yes. And we knew that if they also grew up the same way, then they were also going to be limited as well and not have the opportunities that they could have had. Yeah. And that terrified me. I did not want that for them. Yeah. And that I just became
1: either. stronger than, I guess, my fear uh, of any fight about it. And also at the time, I was 18, about to be 19. So I was a little bit older. I felt like I could kind of speak up. So I started asking some people, um, my friends, and like my boyfriend at the time, his mother was a huge help also in me breaking out. Um, (laughs) So it was like, you know, and learning about our story. And then she's like oh, well, you can do this or go here. Or you could go to CPS. You know, I'm like, what's CPS? Child Protective Services. You can call them and report this and that. And I'm like, are you for real? Like, I didn't know there was that. I didn't know there was this help. And like, I think she was the one that had told me about it. And like, again, I was an adult now, you know, and I was still living at the home. Um, but I was like, I just think it's time. Like, I will deal with the fight later because our siblings cannot grow up this way. And something needed to break this cycle anyway and stop what has just been continuing and was being passed down to them. And they wanted to break out. They knew different, you know. They um, had new and heard and seen things, obviously, from the internet, from us. And they're, like, just begging to want to go to school and everything. So... I just knew I had to. So it was September, 2019 that I called CPS and made a report about it. And at first, like they wanted to turn me away because they're like, well, are you fed? I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, you know, um, are you being physically harmed and this and that? And I'm like, not really, not on a daily basis, I don't know, a couple times over the years, but not really, you know, no, but like, and they're like, well, you know, at first they almost turned me away, like, they're like, there's not much we can do, you know, Um, and I think that's just so sad that mental and emotional abuse and education neglect is not taken more seriously, Mm -hmm. and like, that should be equal to physical abuse in my head. Um, and it was not being taken seriously. And I remember on the phone, I kept fighting and fighting and I just started saying anything I could that had been going on. I'm like, please, you've got to help. You know, they need to go to school. We don't get any education. They don't get any education. Um, we're being controlled and isolated and trapped here and threatened. And I remember also, I think what got them is I said, we haven't been to doctors in years because we hadn't been. That was also one thing is like, we weren't allowed to go to the doctors. Like our younger siblings had not been to doctors in years, a physical, what we ain't never had physicals like nothing. And even struggling with some health concerns or issues or this or that, it's like, we were never even allowed to go to a doctor. And so I was like, I said that. And I think that's what caught them. Because I was like, we haven't been to doctors in years. They haven't been to doctors. You know, they have some issues going on. And and our parent won't take them to any doctors or let them go to any. You know, please help us. And they're like, okay. You know, and I'm like, and I don't even know how I thought of that in that moment. But I'm like, because that that was something that was happening. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, you know, we will send someone out. They're going to come to your house, like kind of randomly. And I guess we'll go from there, but like, we can't promise anything. And I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm just trying to help my siblings. So I guess it was within a week or so, um, a social worker did come to our house and got in contact with our parents and had like met with, um, our parents and wanted to meet with all of us siblings. And. I remember at that time, like all of us were pretty much on the same page. Like we're telling the truth. We get to be honest now, because backing up a little, there was two times before that that our father had gotten tried to get CPS involved, and they had come to the house like a social worker and interviewed us and everything. And some of us told what was going on. Some of the kids still were lying because oh, was this before, yeah, before twenty nineteen. Before oh okay. Um, that's kind of like a blur to me. I don't know if I yeah twenty I think that. fourteen once twenty sixteen once. Um, oh, you know, okay. CPS got involved, and again, like our one parent that was at the house. Um. Oh yeah yeah like, lie and lie and yeah. lie um lie to them and like either make us lie or we kind of just have to sit there and be like yeah yeah we do homeschooling because like we're all being threatened if we didn't or else like this and that's gonna happen. You're gonna go to foster care. You're gonna be separated. All that again. So it was, like, we had no choice, we felt like, and we were so terrified and didn't want to, like, hurt each other. Um, But then I wrote, so that was, like, the first time CPS came. The second time, I remember telling the truth. I was, like, well, we really don't. Like, I think I said that when they were asking all of us, and they're, like, what do you mean? And I'm, like, I don't know. We don't really do school. We don't really wake up at 8 a.m. and go do school. Blah blah blah. Like, that's not really happening. So they were kind of, like, but then they go and ask the other parent, like, so this is what your kid's saying. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, she's a liar. Oh, this and that. She doesn't like me. So this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, so then they believe that parent. So still, like, each time it was just, like, being dropped. So in 2019, when I called, you know, the social worker came out and then wanted to meet with all of us kids. And at that point, we all were on the same page about, like, we're telling the truth. And... This is to try to get not only us, but really our siblings a different life than we've had to get them an education. Like what was the goals here? You know? Mm -hmm. So I remember the social worker that day when they came to our house and met with all of us kids. And that was the first time, like we told the truth about everything that we had not been doing schooling, things that were going on in the house that were not okay. Um, you know, and, And of course now, um, us older girls were above age, so they pretty much could not help us at all. But for our younger siblings, they could try to do something about it. And so I remember the social worker made our parent allow, um, our younger siblings to go, um, enroll in a sport of some sort if they wanted to. Um, so for some reason, our parent was still holding like the youngest back, like made up health issues or this or that. And like, but still wouldn't get them fixed if there was even any, um, that kept our youngest sibling from like going, like becoming a part of a sport that year. But one of our other siblings was allowed to go into a sport. And I remember that was a big deal for our family. Like, yeah. then we all were going, I guess, each week or whatever. And we're getting more socialization. We're kind of getting out.
0: They're getting out. we were so proud of them. No like, one had played sports before in the family. Yeah, no. We never used to go to stuff like that.
1: That was a huge deal. And then yeah. that really opened up their eyes, like our siblings' eyes, to like they wanted to now go to school. They were making friends in the sport, friends that went to the school in our town, and Like, do you go to school? Do you go to school? And, like, that was still something um, we were either made to feel we had to lie about or still something that was not happening. Like, it should have been. So, like, then it really gave them, you know, our siblings more confidence and want to, like, go into school. So, and they're just begging. But still, um, so then CPS and the social worker had to come to our house for three months. um, Like, each week. And we still trying to work with our parent. And we were. I remember being very disappointed about that. Because I'm like y'all are still believing her. And we're showing you all the lies. All the truth. All the proof. Like how about you just test us one time. I mean for goodness sake. But it's like they would still give this parent like a chance. A chance. A chance. Another chance. Another chance. Another chance. And we're like just make them put our siblings in school please like why aren't you so I was like tell begging them and then um at the end of the CPS coming to our house they concluded that they would give our parent another chance another few months to do the schooling and believe their promises and blah 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 and I'm like you've got to be kidding me because we all knew where this was going This had happened so many times over the years, we knew. And yet again, didn't follow through, didn't stay on, didn't happen. And a lot of other things in the household were getting worse. And the schooling was again just totally pushed to the side, didn't happen. I mean, we had just felt like they were totally letting seven kids slip through these cracks. And it was really unbelievable. And I remember that social worker you know, they were very, very nice. Um, and I think wanting to be helpful, but I remember them literally sitting down with us kids the last day they were there and looking at us and telling us pretty much, you know, you're clothed, you're fed. There's not much we can do for mental and emotional abuse. There's not much we can do about neglect. I'm like, are you serious? Like, and they were pretty much like, you're on your own. Good luck. Like, keep fighting and we're like thanks (laughs) um then we're we're yeah
0: like we're like we're so we're so so were they any help at all then because it's like they're not fixing the core (laughs) issues here
1: yeah and they almost weren't like I don't know between believing us or just it is a very unique situation and I know they have so much other very extreme cases with like babies or young young kids that I think they are overwhelmed with and just try to focus on that. It's kind of like they were looking at us like you're clothed, you're fed, good luck. But it's like, you are missing the big picture here. We are being mentally and emotionally abused. We had experienced physical abuse and we're experiencing, you know, a neglect of a lot of things, but one of that Mm -hmm. being our education. And it was like, How are you just going to let them get away with this?
0: Thank you so much for listening.